Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Delaware Public Schools are in crisis, meaning your kids are in crisis when it comes to their education, especially basic education, reading, writing, even basic science. And stupid decisions by bureaucrats and politicians during COVID made it worse. Now, we have some new baselines here in Delaware for where kids are and perhaps from whence they can grow. Now, look, I I know these are going to be very, very bad, and it's very challenging, and it's scary as all get out because you want your kids to do well. But I'm going to share with you some of these facts, and then I want you to know that there's hope. There is certainly some hope here in Delaware. And Dr. Tanya Hetler, director of the Center for Education Excellence at the Cesar Rodney Institute, has some information for you that gives you hope. Now, I realize that the vast majority of us in Delaware cannot afford private schools, right? Before the Great Recession, 2008, 2009, there was a study came out that showed 50%, 50% of public school teachers had kids in private school. Gives you an idea of just how bad it is. Well, during COVID and last year, it got worse. These are this year's numbers. In English, Only 42% of students in grades 3 to 8 scored at or above their grades proficiency level. What is proficiency level? Proficiency means that you're smart enough, you're good enough to be able to get a job. Where? I don't know. Coles? Wawa? Seriously. Let's look at high school, for example. These are kids who are about to graduate. We're talking about the 11th grade year. They got one more year and they're out. Unless they just drop out. So the SAT numbers showed 47% of students scored proficient or higher in reading. Reading, that means, tragically, 53% of the kids are not proficient enough to get a job. This is what it means. You know, um, 76% of 11th graders can't do enough math to get even an entry-level job. When you have 24% of 11th graders who are proficient in math, it's tragic. It really is. Uh, Let's see. Social studies. (laughs) To heck with social studies. I mean, my gosh, they can't even read. So if you look at uh, the tests in uh, for 5th graders, 8th graders, and high school for science and biology, stunning. All, all All below like 30%. Right. 26% of high school biology students scored proficient and higher, 26%. And there's more, and it's just as bad. And if your kids are struggling, you know how bad it is. Again, like I said, there is hope, though, because even though maybe you cannot afford private school, I've always believed that school choice offers an opportunity. Vouchers would be the very, very best alternative for people to be able to pick good schools for their kids. Dr. Tanya Hetler is on the phone, and uh, she's director of the Center for Education Excellence at Cesar Rodney Institute. Doctor, thanks for being on. Can I just call you Tanya, please? Of course. Thanks thank, for having me, Rick. Thank you. Uh, but here's what I want to know. Where, where did you get your doctorate? Actually, University of Delaware. Have you ever heard of it? Um, occasionally, <laughs> in passing. Very cool. That's what yeah. I wanted to know. So, so you're a Delaware um, expert. And you've been studying the Delaware schools. 
I just shared these uh, these horrible new baselines. I want to get your reaction to that first. Actually, some of the numbers that you were giving, I think, are older numbers because they're even worse now after COVID. Um, now they it's twenty six percent of fourth graders are at proficiency in math, and thirty five percent of eighth graders are proficiency in math. Or no, eighteen uh, percent of eighth graders, and then in reading, twenty five percent of fourth graders are proficiency, and twenty four percent of eighth graders. So it's gotten even worse since COVID. Wow! Yeah, these so, are these are actually the numbers that were published in uh, August of this year, but uh, but I didn't have th- those um, numbers you had. For example, I had grades three through eight. You had grade eight specific. So I think they're pretty close, pretty much the same. And uh, these are the yeah, ones. There's yeah. Di- there's two different sets of tests. One is the one that Delaware specifically gives, the mm-hmm. smarter balanced assessment. And then the other is the national assessment, the national assessment of educational progress. So there's two different sets of data and, um, they go up and down together, but actually the smarter balance test makes Delaware students look a lot better than the nationwide test. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I, and I suspect yeah. these are what our uh, Secretary of Department of Education, uh, Mark Haldick, are using for the NAEP tests, uh, likely, as I look at this, because they yeah. are talking about these test scores. So um, it, it really is tragic. And I remember during COVID, you had wonderful teachers actually going to kids' homes where they either were not appearing uh, on the computer yeah. screens or they were struggling and they wanted help and they'd be on the other side of the door just struggling, trying to help these kids. And these horrible decisions that were made uh, made everything even worse in a in a state, which you know is, is true. We've even lost businesses because uh, business will come to Delaware and they'll take a look and they'll see energy costs. And then they see the public schools and they say, yeah, we're out. Let's go take a look at New Jersey where even it might be more expensive to be, but at least the kids are learning something there. So, um, so, but you're here because there is some hope. Yes, there is some hope. Um, I wanted to let people know about the fact that we do have school choice in Delaware Um, You hear a lot about it now in the news, and our version of school choice in Delaware has been around for a while, and what it is is that parents can choose to send their student to a different school within their same district or to a school from another district, or they can go to a charter school. So um, it's a form of choice, and it's a good way to uh, hold, hold the schools accountable that they need to know that they have uh, competition. Unfortunately, one challenge is that the Department of Education, they do have their data, their Smarter Balance data online, but it's not um, easy to use at all. It's broken. So if you go to a particular school, it's broken up by each grade, and then it's broken up by male, female, and broken by uh uh, race and uh, special education needs. So there's no way to see easily, you know, this is how my school is performing overall. So that's a problem right there because parents can't really evaluate mm-hmm. uh, how their children are doing. And and parents have think their kids are doing much better than they are because they 
first of all, there's a lot of uh, grade inflation that's going on right now where uh, teachers are told, oh, you, you can't have your students fail that test. So you just need to give them higher scores. Whoa, 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 whoa. And wait then, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It, you, you, you better be a little more specific. That's a horrible accusation. <laughs> My God, uh, that, that, in fact, uh, that's the kind of scandal that should get uh, somebody, an administrator, fired. Uh, where the heck is that happening? Um, I'm not sure I want to say a specific school name, but, um, yes, yeah, someone, someone who I know who is a teacher, um, was told that the test scores that he gave were not, um, not okay. And they needed to be, uh, raised. So fewer students would do badly. My God. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's pretty much, I mean, that's not specific to Delaware. That's part of the whole, um, you know, making it more equitable for everyone. So by doing so, it just lowers or the challenge for everybody in order to make everybody do better. So, yeah, that's, a, that's another problem, certainly. Oh, I'd, I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> what else? The good news is that teachers... Parents can choose to send their student to a different school. Um, it's it's not a simple process, but there is a statewide application that parents can fill out. Uh, they can go to schoolchoicede.org and um, find out what's needed for that application. First of all, students have to register in their their own home school, their feeder school. Mm -hmm. And then once they do that, they can fill out this application. Um, the, the reason that I'm bringing it up now is because it's open enrollment season right now. It started on November 7th and it goes through January 11th. So if you're interested in, in looking into a different school for next year, now is the time to do it. Um, the, the one, the challenge is that parents are responsible for transporting their children either to the school that they're choosing to or to a bus stop that feeds to the school they want to go to. The charter schools in Delaware um, almost all provide transportation to their schools, whereas if you're going to a, a different school within your same district or a, a public school in a different district, you're going to have to either transport your child there or get them to the nearest bus stop. Uh, Tanya, I'm going to ask you a question here about this because there's always been this debate as to whether or not somebody who applies to a charter school, uh, let's say Newark Charter School or uh, Wilmington or something like that, um, they should live within a certain radius of these schools. Does that play into the charter school application at all? Yes, it does. Different schools have different rules about that. Um, if I specifically talk about um, the, the charters in red clay, they give priority to students within their own district. So if you're from a district nearby, you can still apply, but it's less likely that you'll get in because their priority is their own student. All right. So let's say you apply before January 11, right? And and now mm -hmm. you, now you're waiting and you're waiting and you, oh my gosh and you and you're waiting. I mean it can be really stressful. For how long might uh, parents or, or their kid have to wait now to see if they've been accepted? Uh, it's it's not too long. In February is when the schools have to give notification of what 
students they've accepted. So it's it's not an extended period of time, so that parents will have time to, you know, make plans for the following year. Um, one of the the things that I just learned that I did not know is that there is uh, transportation provided that the Delaware law actually allows all students in the state K through 12 to obtain a free DART bus pass. Mm-hmm. So it, you have to first look on the um, bus schedule and see if there's a, a, a bus stop near you that can get you to your school. Um, students can some if you're in one area of Wilmington, for example, and you need to get to another area of Wilmington, you're going to have to go through the city hub there yeah. and then switch buses. Um, but students do this. In fact, I uh, I just learned of some students from Dover who take the Dart bus and transfer in Wilmington to go to a Catholic school in North Wilmington. They have a, a two-hour ride. Wow. They've considered that worth it. So it's not just for students who are choicing, but also for if a student goes to a private school or a Catholic school, they can have that annual bus pass for free. That's kind of cool to know, although who the hell wants a two-hour bus ride? I mean, yeah, it's just terrible. Let me ask you another very specific question now. Now, let's say, um, Mm -hmm. and I'll mention... Some a couple of school districts, but that doesn't mean uh, that these school districts are necessarily bad or anything. But I'm just going to use as an example. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's say I you got a kid who's going to a high school in in well, you mentioned red clay. We'll say red clay. Okay, so uh, let's say they're going to um, uh, McCain, uh, which by the way I know people there. It's a it's a fine school. But uh, maybe uh, not doing very well. They say, well, you know what? I've heard great things about Appaquinamink. And uh, I'm looking at some of these school rankings, and it looks like Appaquinimic is really fine. Now, obviously, that's like that's a bit of a haul. You're going to have to take your kid down there. But what are the odds? What are the chances if somebody like in the Red Clay District says, "I want uh, to drive my kid every day down to Appaquinimic and uh, pick him or her up"? Um, does Appaquinimic then just accept everybody, or is there a process? And if so, what is the process? Yeah. Well, there is another website uh, where you can go to figure out if there are openings in a particular school. So you go again to schoolchoicedelaware.org and then backslash choice applications. Mm -hmm. And you can go and find um, each school is required to indicate how many openings they have. by by the end of this month, actually, is when they have to tell you. So you can actually go and see this entire list of all the schools throughout the state, including charter, mm-hmm. and whether they have any openings. So before you bother applying, you need to, to do that. So it'll tell you if, if there's an opening at a particular district, public school, or a particular charter school ahead of time. And then you can... Uh, make that decision. And then to do it, you actually have to find out each school may have slightly different requirements. For example, Cab Calloway, you have to have a um, a portfolio of whatever your particular... Yeah, you have to be a musician or an artist or something like that, a poet, whatever, right? Right. Yeah. And some of the schools don't have any specific requirement like that. Like if you just switch to a different you know, school in your own district, that's mm-hmm. not going to have that requirement. But, yes, give to check ahead of time to see if there are any openings. And, and where do you find that, uh, yeah. whether there's any openings? Where is that? 
Um, and that also is on the schoolchoice.de.org. And actually, yeah, and, and then you go, it's backslash choice applications, and there you'll find a list of um, all the schools in the state. And it'll say whether they have openings at each one or not. Right. So if if you have uh, a kid who's, let's say, at uh, Glasgow High School, you're thinking like, you know what, he's not doing too well. Uh, maybe uh, and maybe he's really good at science because so you have the Conrad Schools of Science, for example, uh, which is in red clay. Or maybe again, I mentioned Epiquinamic because it's it's very popular, you know, and they the kids seem to do quite well mm-hmm. there. So. In that case, let's say we have our, uh, let's say Randy is a kid there at uh, Glasgow High School. He's not doing very well, and mom and dad want him to go down to school. Hopefully, he'll do better. Maybe he uh, he feels the same way. Can you apply to, say, three, you know, two or three different schools? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. And um, then you have to, there's a certain date by which you have to make your decision as to which one you choose to go to. But, yes, you can apply to multiple schools, yeah. Okay. And, and you can look at things like, you know, how is their sports program? You know, do they have, uh, you know, a drama club? So you can look on their website and see which school you, you feel fits your child best. Yeah. Do they have remedial reading? <laughs> no. Oh, just a horrible thing to say. Right. Yeah, I know. But it is terrible. Okay. It, it is, and, and, you know, um, even for those you know, folks like you who are professionals, in education, I mean, we all knew that this was going to happen in 2020, and that's why you had people like myself and others who were saying, open the schools. Even Fauci said, close the bars and open the schools. You know, so, and, and they didn't, and, and now look where the kids are. They're, they're you know, so yeah. many of them, a vast majority, it seems, at least certainly the majority who have done testing are struggling at best, Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It it was extremely frustrating for students and for parents and for teachers because, you know, trying to teach through a computer screen was completely ineffective. And then trying to teach while wearing masks was extremely difficult. So, yeah, I mean, lots of teachers were very, very frustrated and, and felt very limited. And, yeah, they're struggling with trying to get kids caught back up this year in their classes. So the, the estimate is that students were about a half a year behind in school going into last year. So, but they're still, still behind uh, and still needing to catch up. So yeah, it was a very unfortunate situation and uh, bad decisions were definitely made. I know I, I felt it was criminal, but uh, you can say unfortunate. It's yeah. uh, Dr. Tanya Hitler, <laughs> director of the Center for Education <laughs> Excellence, Cedar, Cesar Rodney Institute, and you can go to schoolchoicede.org, schoolchoicede.org, and uh, learn more about different schools and sign up, but you have until January 11 to do so uh, to get into a school choice school, right? Yep. Fantastic. That's right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Before we go, I want to ask you a rather esoteric question. It's esoteric because um, our state's run by Democrats, and this is just me. You can disagree with anything you like. And you got the big education unions who are dead set against anything like school vouchers. I've always believed that uh, if you offer the parents and kids a choice, not only will they choose better, but those schools are going to have to be better if they want to compete uh, you know, for the fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars the state of Delaware gives to each kid 
for their education here. And I've always felt that vouchers could be an effective method in improving education. And I'd love to get your take on that. Yes, I, I definitely agree. Pennsylvania has just passed a law where um, individual companies can uh, donate money that goes to a scholarship fund that then can be used by students um, to pay for uh, private schools. And um, it, in Pennsylvania and, and in a lot of other states, they are focused on the the lowest performing schools, so the bottom 15% of the schools are the ones who are a part of that, and they, they give their students the option of choosing another school. But it's definitely something that would be excellent in Delaware, and it's also something that's being considered uh, nationwide, an option similar to the one in Pennsylvania. Well, um, it, so yes, that's yeah. a goal that we have, and we're so right now we're focused on just letting parents know what options they do have in Delaware. But right. yes, ultimately, we would love for there to be um, some kind of a, a voucher program or an educational savings plan, um, and that has been proposed a couple times in Delaware and uh, did not make it through the legislature. Well, but no, there's there's a lot of money. More. There's a lot of money involved, and uh, the, the moneyed interests don't want that to happen. Sadly, uh, for the kids. But let's talk right. about that again sometime. And I, I'd love for you to put out some educational pieces that maybe some lawmakers could uh, take a look at and, and push forward at sometime in the future. Please, you're always welcome back, Dr. Tanya Hitler, director of the Center for Education Excellence at Caesar Rodney Institute. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me.